0: Hi there, and uh, now the SummerSlam Review Series brings us to SummerSlam 2002, and I'll fly out say this straight away, this quite possibly my favourite ever SummerSlam, it's right up there, definitely top three for sure, at bare minimum. So let's get started and get rolling with this, and this show gets off to a flying start. You've got the very first ever SummerSlam appearance of Rey Mysterio going up against Kurt Angle. Oh, this is a fantastic match. One of the best SummerSlam openers ever. Just no, without a word of exaggeration, this is a tremendous opening match. You've got um, well Kurt Angle uh, the main evented his first SummerSlam a couple of years earlier, but here he is in the opening off but getting off to a flyer. I think Ray had not long joined the company just before this, and what a big, first, what a great first performance at a SummerSlam from Kurt Angle does win by tap out but Ray puts in such a great performance though as well you, you just knew he was going to really click with the WWE audience as well and uh, as it turned out he did because he loves the fans <laughs> oh, Ray Mysterio legend so there you have it Kurt Angle, Ray Mysterio brilliant first match I mean, well, let's get to the second match. You go to Ric Flair against Chris Jericho. Uh, this was really damn good as well. <laughs> this is top. Look at the talent you've got in the first two matches. And this is really good, really fast-paced. Ric Flair ends up winning by submission. I think it was a submission match, actually, because I was watching it with a sound off, and it said something about submission match on the little thing on Motion. So vaguely remi- I do remember watching this before. So uh, Ric Flair wins by submission, so... There you go. You could argue it's a bit weird that Jericho was main event in WrestleMania a few months earlier and then getting jobbed out to like an 80-year-old, but whatever. It's what a, I'm only joking, maybe he was an 80-year-old at that time or he's not even 80-year-old at this time, but still, there you have it. Ric Flair, he just came back to the company as well a few months earlier. I think he had his first match back at the Royal Rumble against Vince McMahon that year. So there you have it. Yeah, good match. Good, fun match. Nice nice for Ric Flair. Didn't hurt Jericho in the then, so that's fine. You want to talk about star power, and then we come to the next match is Edge versus Eddie Guerrero. And both these guys were mid-carders at the time. This just shows you the star power that was here. This was the ruthless aggression era. I think it just kicked off a couple of months earlier. But this just showed you the star power here. What we've got here is a really strong, solid match. Good stuff here. I couldn't remember who won this, to be honest. It was quite good watching it back. I have i couldn't, I honestly couldn't remember who won, but it ends up Edge wins. Really good match, really fast pace. This is the mid card as well at this point. So there you have it. Absolutely brilliant stuff. We come next to tag titles. It was the Un-Americans, which was Christian and Lance Storm against uh, Booker Tee and Goldust, which they were an entertaining team as well. So the Un-Americans was a decent little faction as well. Kind of played into the whole America versus Canada thing that happened a few years earlier. Kind of trying to me off that, but not as good, but still fun. It gave them something to do. Uh, Christian's a great performer. He could adapt to anything. Uh uh Landstorm, good wrestler as I said, a uh, boring character, but uh, putting him in a faction that's actually it hides the weaknesses and puts it uh, and uh, brings up the strength, so it made sense. And Americans win here. Booker and Goldus were a good little team for a while. That they actually worked quite well. Together, there were some good entertaining moments for them. It's a good, solid little match as well. And that is what it needs to be. It doesn't slow the pace down too much of the shore. It's one of the least interesting matches, but it still works. So that just shows you the strength of this card. Uh, coming up next, RVD against Chris Benoit for the Intercontinental title. Again, really strong mid-card match. Very good. It's really well done here, one of the best. I'm never the biggest fan of RVD because he's kind of a... He can be a bit of a flippity flop guy but uh, uh but I actually like this match it was, it was pretty well done he wins uh good and the, uh the charisma is mur- the charisma vacuum murderer loses the title so that's good then so there you have it r v d good stuff here very good match we come next to the undertaker versus test uh the test was also part of this un american faction so um and it kind of made sense. Undertaker was the American badass, so he goes up against them, so that made sense. Uh, again, this is a solid match. This is, again, one of the lesser matches on the card, but it's still thoroughly decent. It's pre- pretty good. Nothing great here, but it's more than decent. So it's good to see Undertaker here, a bit better than what they've been doing in previous years with Undertaker, even though it's nothing great. And uh, a nice run out for tests here and things. So, yeah. And tell you, i actually won with a tombstone as well, which was uh, rare in these days because he was usually using the last ride. So, uh, but all in all, yeah, fine. Yeah, not bad at all. But where, where this really sends this paper, as good as it's been so far, what really sends this over the top is the double main event, you could call it, the last two matches. Uh, Shawn Michaels versus Triple H and then unsanctioned street fight. This is Sean's first match since WrestleMania 14, so that was, what well, going on four and a half years near enough when he came back. You do wonder, uh, is he going to miss a step? Is he going to be the same? I'll tell you, when Sean's comeback from this on was the greatest comeback I think I've seen, he came back just as good, if not better than ever. Something like this match might well be my favourite ever SummerSlam match without any word of exaggeration this is a fantastic match absolutely brilliant the storyline going into it everything about it the way it's laid out it's just so fantastic absolutely brilliant the emotion involved it's got everything everything that pro wrestling should be which is kind of frustrating when you see that Sean and Triple H are producers in NXT and they're making these boring shows just to please the nerds it's like Honestly, you know, they should they should know better, and deep down inside they do know better, unless they're really desperate to get down with the cool kids. Whereas these NXT dorks, the obsessed dorks, are anything but cool kids. But there you have it. But anyway, enough of that. This match was fantastic, absolutely brilliant. The way Sean wins, it kind of wins it with a roll-up, actually, where he versus a pedigree, which which you could argue is a bit odd, but you know, it is what it is. You could argue because as well, one, one thing i really liked about this, because it was an unsanctioned match, he didn't actually come out where he's wearing wrestling tights, he just wears like a vest and jeans as a forest street fight, which is fine, which is actually a nice little attention to detail. Although he does come out with all these little chaps and all that before it, but, you know, we'll ignore that. But that was a nice little attention to detail. Um, one thing I would say about it is the, after the match, you know, Triple H hits Sean with a sledgehammer and he gets cut, uh, like stretchered out which is fine which is to write him off for a few months because he comes back for Survivor Series to win the Elimination Chamber but they could. I don't know it's could have been I know why they did it but it might have been better if they'd maybe just did it as an angle the next night on Raw Sean's doing a victory promo and then Triple H just attacks him and then that writes him off because it kind of takes away I know it's he, but Triple H puts him over and yet has to get his heat back, so I wouldn't be surprised if that was a one-for-you, one-for-me type thing between the buddies there. Wouldn't be surprised. But uh, there you have it. And they, they could have still done it the next night and let Sean have his moment and the crowd have their moment, but, ah well, there you go. Doesn't take any away uh, any away from the match itself. Possibly my favourite SummerSlam match ever. And finally, we come to the main event, Rock versus Brock Lesnar. As far as I'm aware, this is the only time they've ever... They might have had a tag match or something in the build-up, but this is the only singles match ever between The Rock and Brock Lesnar, and it's a doozer, an absolute doozy. Brilliant stuff here. Really fast-paced, thoroughly entertaining. It, kind of, it reminds me a bit of 1998 where the sec the semi-main steals the show and makes it almost impossible to follow, but the main goes on and the title match goes on last, but still doesn't quite match what came before it, but it's still pretty fantastic in itself. And o- in all honesty, this is a f- fantastic match. absolutely love it. Brock Leicester wins here pretty much clean because... There is a bit where he cheats about midway through the match when the referee's distracted by him, and, and he hits a rock with a chair, but it doesn't play into the finish at all because a lot of other stuff happens. And then when the finish is basically them doing Brock kicks out the rock bottom, then he does his own rock bottom or Brock bottom, as you call it. And then eventually, after a few reversals, Brock gets to the, the F5, and that's it was your new champion. I was. It was interesting to know that Kurt Angle two years ago main evented his very first SummerSlam, and Kurt Angle had the second best ever rookie year. I would say the only reason why it's not the best is because Lesperio be Lesnar's had the best one. You you just can't top this. He debuted the night after Mania, and by SummerSlam he's main eventing and and winning the title. Fantastic. If you. This is one of those, the biggest match in many ways they could possibly do ever at a WrestleMania. If you ever wanted to do a big marquee match again, of course, you've you've got problems, you haven't got crowds, and who knows when we'll get a decent amount of crowds back, for a, or even a decent amount of crowds back. But uh, Rock versus Brock, if you ever did it again, it's only ever been done once. What, what was this, like 16 years ago now? You could sell a lot or sell a lot of pay-per-views or network subscriptions for that if you did it again. But, of course, Rock's got bigger and better things to do now. And, of course, I mentioned in the last review how the crowd hadn't turned on him yet for going to Hollywood, but, uh, well, they did here. Unfortunately, some the, the little ingrates uh, were booing the Rock during this because he knew he was going off after this. But everything happens for a reason, and because they turned on him so much, when he came back, we got Hollywood Rock, which was quite possibly the best ever rock we ever got. So everything does happen for a reason. So going back, I've always sort of been between 2002 and 98 as the best Summer Slams, so this one, absolutely great. There's nothing bad on this show. Even the lesser matches are still quite good and quite enjoyable. So this, this is a fantastic show. The two main events absolutely nail it. If it even if it's not quite the best SummerSlam, I, I couldn't. I wouldn't saying nailing it down to a best ever would be very difficult. But this is top three minimum, as I said, before, a real joy watching this. So SummerSlam two thousand two. If you have never seen it, do yourself a favor. Watch it. It's awesome. And one of the things I should other point out as well. Uh, a couple of months earlier, this is where Austin took his ball and went home. Uh, and Hogan was uh, put out for a while I remember in the build up to this, uh, where Brock Lesnar gave the bear hugging I don't know why, what the reasons why he was off I don't know if he actually was injured or just left for a bit, I don't honestly know but here's the thing, you come to this show Austin and Hogan who are, are not on this show and you don't miss them not one bit that just showed you the depth that they had during this time So a great time in wrestling, fantastic, absolutely loved this. SummerSlam 2002 is a classic. And uh, coming up next, I will be reviewing SummerSlam 2003 coming up soon. So thanks very much for listening. It's been a real pleasure talking about this show. Um, Goodbye.